0: Does everybody know what time it is? Time to pool our money and finally buy the corner store. You know, for all the corners we have on this show.
1: (laughs) Gee whiz, it's grunt work. It's high time walk on the real side. Let's admit that Benny beat us. I moved to dissolve the corporation in a pool of margaritas. So let's switch off Al the lights, eat up all the donuts, cranking up the afterglow, because Harry's going out of business. Everything must go. Here on Gruntwork, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that's a 100% all-American-owned and operated small business. I'm your host, Truman, the Mr. Manager Man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon, the Raising Arizona Man Solano. (laughs) And Landon, it's good to see you. Truman, it's good to see you. I hope you
0: are in store for a a two-and-a-half-hour episode, because we... We have a long
1: preamble this week. So you, you mean an episode that's only like 15 minutes longer than a regular episode? Yeah, I can. Yep. I think I can handle that. I can fit that into my schedule. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm amped for this preamble if it is about what I think it's about. It's
0: about a couple of things. Uh, oh. Listeners from last week will know um, I'm in the midst of home improvement projects. Uh, 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 this episode will be dropping on the Thursday of the week that I'm doing some home improvement um, live streams on Instagram. Oh, so, what? Or maybe maybe they're not live streams. Maybe I'll just do them in stories. I'm not sure. I haven't done them yet because it's, even though Did, you're
1: listening to this, I haven't yet done them, so. I, I think people understand the concept of time, Landon. They understand that you haven't done them yet because it's, like, you haven't done the thing.
0: Yeah, well, I have it as of recording, but as of listening, I will have, so that's where
1: the confusion comes in. Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah. past, imperfect, present, future tense, yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, this is reason enough for me to dust off my Instagram account and go on there and look. I might even learn something. There you go. Uh, I will be rebuilding a
0: porch and steps uh, next week on Instagram. I've already bought the lumber, and um, it should be interesting. We'll now see. is it,
1: We're actually doing a home improvement on the show. Is it going to be the man's porch and steps, though? Because that's the only way I'm interested. <laughs> just <laughs> there's
0: there, no lumber, just only barbed wire.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's only barbed wire, and there's like there's a a tiny butcher who lives underneath the deck who will uh, <laughs> give you a cut of steak every time you come outside, whether you want it or not. <laughs> great
0: as long as he's not giving me a cut of steak of the critters that go under the porch then,
1: then we're good i mean i mean truthfully uh i, I don't think you want to have a lot of critters living under your porch so i know you're a vegetarian there might be ethical issues but if if the presence of the butcher is keeping critters from being under the porch it's a win-win
0: yeah well we have a we have a little neighborhood cat that goes around and scares oh. off all the all the mice so okay
1: uh, all right well look e- either way you don't have to eat the steaks no matter what the steaks are made of you can just like accept it and and throw it away it's a huge waste of food or road kill, but it's fine i'll i'll give it to charlie awesome I've I'm I'm my my brain is worrying at a mile a minute trying to place what pop culture reference that is uh and it's not <laughs> placing it Charlie's the name of the cat that keeps the mice away oh okay I'm sorry I thought this was like some kind of like basket case reference or something where he's given the cheeseburgers <laughs> to Belial but uh anyway okay so so you're gonna be live streaming your new deck that's huge yeah. yes and
0: so okay I, I went and got the lumber already mm-hmm. and um I so I went and had a home improvement experience. Ooh, uh, you know, going to a hardware store, picking mm. out lumber, and um, dealing with people who know home improvement stuff. Yes, <laughs> me
1: being someone who does not. And but, I was, but more than you did before. You were fast becoming yeah. a knowledgeable person.
0: Okay, but picture this: you you are you're given access after you make your purchase to a warehouse. Like, picture the end of Citizen Kane or Raiders of the Lost Ark, but Mm. with just aisles of different lumber, different Mm -hmm. thicknesses, different lengths, different uh, types of wood, different treated (laughs) woods, different uh, do they have grooves? Are they slatted? Are they just just wood like you wouldn't believe? Yeah, you've got wood, yes. Yeah. And all you have is a little receipt that says, this is the type of wood you bought. Oh, no. Good luck finding it. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, me, you know, I I got six six foot planks that Mm -hmm. I knew would fit in my little Ford Focus. And uh, I get there and like people are just you should you should like there was almost a meeting that I wasn't, you know, that I didn't attend. That's just like, (laughs) oh, yeah, this is what the fuck are you doing here? Go get your goddamn wood and get out of here.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You didn't get the memo about how about the wood selection process. No, so, no.
0: Because on on my receipt, it just said six foot thick cut or something like that. And I'm sounds like, sounds like a steak. It, it does sound like a steak. And I'm like, well, where where the. And so I like had to flag someone down. They were now this makes me sound old and I realize this, oh but boy. at the same time, there's a there's a specific <laughs> feeling of hell when you are so lost for something you should have learned so long ago and you have to ask someone so much younger than you to
1: help you. Ooh, yeah, brutal. Did they have did they have a lip ring or was it an eyebrow <laughs> ring? What color was their hair? <laughs> I I blocked it all out. Um, did
0: they have a slingshot they... in their back pocket? <laughs> I mean, I simply at this okay. I, I'm asking because I need validation here. Yes. I simply asked, like, I they told me to park outside the bay. And so I couldn't, like, drive into the warehouse to, yeah. to get the thing. And I'm like, okay, great. Do you have an extra hand cart? You know, I'm not going to carry, you know, I, I had a total of uh uh eight and three, 11 planks of wood, uh, six feet wood.
1: Yeah. And, I'm like,
0: I'm not going to carry these things that are 50 pounds a piece you know across the entire warehouse to my car one at a time. do you have an extra hand cart? And um they're like, no and I'm like how the fuck am I supposed to get my wood? And finally <laughs> someone uh, this kid <laughs> saw me really struggling with this and he's like, oh, here I'll just I'll, I'll take the forklift over because the other thing is the wood I, I wanted and needed that I bu- paid for was on the second story. Oh, so like not only and there's like I'm sure seasoned vets at this know what they're doing and they're like, what the, what's the problem here? But like there's there's no devices. There's nothing to get the wood from the second floor down to the, the bottom floor unless you have someone helping you. I'm one person. I live alone. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't. And they're they're treating me like, you know, what do you need help for? <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe that's perception. Maybe that's just perception. But
1: in in this situation, I would really I, having paid for the wood, I would I, I think I would spend 20 minutes getting increasingly frustrated trying to solve this. And then I would just I would just like leave. I would just like not. I would just be like, you know what? Keep my money, Menards, and keep the wood. I, I surrender. You win. Uh, I'm just, I'll just not build the deck, or I'll make the deck out of cardboard boxes, or, or I'll make it out of Legos. I don't know. Uh, how um, did you? So so yeah. did he, he? Got the the forklift. Is that how
0: you got the wood down? So he brought the forklift over and you know brought the fork up to the second story and I put the planks on that and he brought them down and took them over to my car and I loaded them in from there. Uh, but it was it was not. As straightforward as I expected. Like, I I bought wood before for my shelving that I did in the the nook of my oh yeah um, yeah nook of my place yeah yeah we all uh, remember that yeah yeah uh so that was a lot more straightforward because the lumber was just inside it was this was a different Menards that had a much bigger lumber yard and I... uh but this this was just like completely. Well, you know, you obviously ordered it, so you know exactly what you want and what you need and where to get it and how to get it, <laughs> how to get it out of the
1: facility. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, this is, this is too much for me. I, okay, so, I mean, you were kind of hoping maybe to get a lot of personalized service. Maybe if there was a 24-hour helpline, you could call and get advice about how to do things. <laughs> I, 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 I know we have more preamble to go through, but this was, seems – yeah. you went to a big box – uh, hardware store chain and you got terrible service even though you probably got a good price was, on the lumber the funny thing is uh,
0: that's what started this whole like feeling a little self-conscious about this whole thing is like I buy the wood from the person inside Menards and they're like okay so they just give you a receipt and they're like drive around back and uh, pick it up and so I get in my car I drive around back and there's these three parking spots that say you know, do you have a lumber pickup or something? Call this number. You know, like a, a like you're picking something up from Target, right? Yeah. And so I call the number and the person on the other end of the phone is like, Did you drive into the lumber yard? And I'm like, uh where's that? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just go over the bridge. I'm like, What? There's a bridge? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, <laughs> what the I'm, where the fuck am I? And I'm, there's this whole like Wizard of Oz land behind the Menards that I didn't know about, where you drive past where I stopped, which seemed logical to me. It said lumber pickup, call this number, and you drive past that, and there's a little tiny bridge that then goes into this facility that's two times larger than the building I was just in that
1: houses all of their wood. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm having a really hard time spatially understanding all of this. It was tough enough for me with the concept of the two-story <laughs> at, w- warehouse, but then there's like a bridge and another building larger than the building. like yeah. it, It's it's like in Men in Black 2 when there's the entire like universe or whatever inside a locker. It's like I can't I can't get my head around. It. <laughs> I, kind I, of. I w- yeah. I would get I would get lost and go home frustrated before before I even could realize that I wasn't able to access the lumber. Um, yeah, but, but you got it though.
0: You got the, wood I got, the, somehow. I you got, I got wood. the lumber. I did. I got it and I got it home. Um, it luckily fit in my car and, uh, yep, got it home. And, um, I, okay, here, here's, I've already got one piece of advice and I'm going to yeah. put this into an Instagram story. Um, triple count, triple count mm. how many screws you need mm-hmm. before you buy screws.
1: Yeah. So that's count count three times the number that you think you're going to need just for all the laymen yes. in the audience who don't know what triple counting means. Yes, exactly. Because uh, I, I only counted twice, maybe, oh. maybe once
0: and a half, oh, and no. said, oh, that comes out to – and here's the, the second part of this. Always buy more than you need. Oh, Because sure. I'm like, oh, this comes out to like 99 screws that I need, and there's mm-hmm. a 100-pack. Cool. I'll just do that. <laughs> I don't yeah, need anything more than that. You're buying more than you need. Home- <laughs> I got home and realized that oh shit I didn't count any of the balusters that need to go into <laughs> uh, into the the planks after I get them in there so I have to go back and buy more screws now and I would have saved money had I bought the like hundred and fifty
1: pack but now I have to go buy a second hundred pack so the the show would be more accessible to to you I guess if instead of like hurting himself in huge over-the-top injuries tim's big problem was just having to drive back to the hardware store a million times because he didn't buy enough stuff or he bought the wrong shit that seems to be the real home improvement disaster that i hear about from you and everyone else is having to drive back to home depot or wherever
0: that if if tool time was entirely surrounded by the the mission statement of here's how to save yourself trips
1: Mm -hmm. for any project Mm-hmm.
0: For this project, you're probably going to think this, but let me save you a trip to the store. Blah 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 blah.
1: That would make a successful show. <laughs> you know, when making the man's kitchen, you want to make sure to get. You know, you want to buy your butcher at the. You know, at the <laughs> uh, indentured servant store while you are also buying all of your laminate flooring. Just do the one trip and save yourself and some time and gas. Uh, always have an extra one.
0: You never know when the first
1: one isn't going to turn out the way you wanted it to. Exactly. What What if the first one doesn't go in for that sort of thing? Then you, you're going to need another one who does.
0: <laughs> oh God. So okay. that's okay. just a, a a small update to
1: um, home
0: improvement yeah.
1: corner here. Th- this is a, this is a preview. This is a teaser trailer for uh, what the realness that's going to drop on Instagram or is probably yeah. on Instagram right now as you're listening to this. Indeed. How do? Yeah, I, I'll figure out a way to
0: to make that if you go to our profile you can you can watch the whole saga. Mhm. Oh
1: man, that'll be exciting. That sounded really? that, that sounded no, it sounded like a put down, but I actually I actually did mean it. It's going to be exciting <laughs> to see the uh to see the deck uh you know come together in real time or maybe in like some kind of cool time lapse. Yeah, I'm. I'm now. Something. I'm
0: now. We'll. We'll figure it out.
1: I'm now requesting a lot more video production. Uh. Uh. uh flourishes than you might have the bandwidth for. Yeah, so I don't. It, I, it's just I'm, I'm. I'm.
0: not only am I Tim and Al, but I'm also Klaus. So like, it's just one
1: person here. I, look, I expect. I expect there to be a goofy little song and sound effects throughout the thing, uh, and and Toolman <laughs> salutes aplenty. Uh, you can go ahead. And keep on wishing. Okay, all right. You know what? Uh I'll do it. Okay, so what what else? Is is there is there any other preamble stuff? Maybe Yeah. Something else? Maybe something yeah. a little sweeter?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. True. Okay. Landon. <laughs> we spent an inordinate amount of time 2 episodes
1: ago. Uh, <laughs> talking Was it only about... 2 episodes
0: ago? Gosh. <laughs> talking about bread pudding.
1: Yes, we did. And, and 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 then my phone lit up this weekend with, with a beautiful <laughs> message um and we we have to have a conversation we, yeah we have to have a conversation
0: because I walked away from that interaction that we had on air with an idea of what bread pudding was yes what okay and then I so I went to a wedding over the weekend and uh while we were in Omaha we stopped at a restaurant that, Coincidentally, had no idea was known for their bread pudding. Oh, it wasn't just on the menu; it was a thing they were no. famous for. Okay, they're famous for their bread pudding, and I thought, well, this is more than a coincidence. Even though I don't believe in fate, yeah, I have to get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You did. I, I have to I have to solve this mystery. Yeah, well, well I mean, yeah, the, the mystery of what is bread pudding, which I yeah. was not able to solve for you. Like, it's a, it's a mystery that can't be solved through explanations. It's a mystery that can only be solved through I think taste. It, I disagree. I think it can be solved through an explanation,
0: just not the one I got.
1: Oh, wow, okay, so this is one of those one of those fun moments fun preamble corners on the show that actually is a secret dig at me and my ability to describe things great okay I love it I love I love being on this podcast tell me about your experience Landon tell me how I failed all right well okay maybe I'm misremembering how you described it it's not like we recorded that
0: conversation or anything so there's no way of, of double checking <laughs> no, no, the record no one, no one can ever know the the truth here okay. My experience with this bread pudding, which was yes. delicious by the way. Oh okay. Upstream Brewing Company in Omaha, Nebraska. Check them out. Oh, uh, nice. They also have an incredible white stout that's mm. coffee flavored and very light. It's delicious. Mm. All right, um, all right. Upstream Brewing Company, Omaha, Nebraska. Not getting paid for this. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be a hell of a sponsorship to land right at the very end of right our show. The last couple uh, episodes. Yeah, a, a brewery in <laughs> Omaha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, they I got this bread pudding and it was it's like a cake. It's more cake like than it is pudding like. Mm-hmm. but the the it, the bread part of it, I'm using air quotes because I'm not sure yeah. if it's technically bread or technically cake, um, was soaked in whiskey mm. and mixed with like a little bit of cream, uh, some caramel. Topped with um a a thicker whipping cream and a strawberry on top, and then some powdered sugar, you know, kind of on the the dish for garnish.
1: Yeah, yeah. That you sent a picture and it looked it looked spectacular. It it gave me a sugar
0: headache. It was so good and so tasty. <laughs> it, it caused me pain. Raves but, Brendan Solano of Gruntwork Podcast. <laughs> pain so good. Um. Mm. So. My description, if I now that I've had bread pudding, assuming that this is the you know kind of prototypical uh, way you have a that a bread pudding exists, you know I don't know if it if this is like a special recipe for this particular brewery, but soaked bread uh, is a a, be- a way that I would describe it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's a piece of bread that has sponged up some other delicious substance to the point of of overflowing. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, look, here in my defense, uh <laughs> in my defense, so you said that this place is like famous for their bread pudding? Yes. Okay. And and this is the and this is what brewery again? Uh, upstream brewing company in omaha nebraska okay it's upstream... not uh, there was an applebee's right down the road i didn't go to it but I, you you should have done the bread challenge bread pudding challenge because what i'm saying like i think that and and listen maybe the applebee's in omaha doesn't do it the same way as the applebee's off of kubler boulevard south in salem oregon but there it is <laughs> chunks of crappy bread in a in a in a you know, mediocre sauce. Maybe, okay, maybe that's where
0: I'm, I'm having the disconnect. When you say a sauce, I'm picturing like a
1: soup with like soggy croutons in it. Yeah, that was kind of it. I mean, it's just, they weren't like, but somehow less gross than that. Although still not the best dessert on the menu by any means. (laughs) I'm wondering,
0: okay, here, here's where I'm at with this now is I'm wondering if you and I have both just had, had, you know, ex- bread pudding experiences on both opposite ends of the spectrum, where mm-hmm. yours isn't quite what a bread pudding is, and mine is d- very specifically reciped for this
1: place. That yeah. the truth of bread pudding lies somewhere between that spectrum. I, I mean, maybe it's like maybe it's like the the fable of the five blind men and an elephant, and they're all touching different parts of the elephant and describing it and their impression <laughs> of what the elephant is, and like. <laughs> I'm just saying, bread pudding is large and it contains <laughs> multitudes. Maybe that's the case. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. I, I mean, and so like you're the you're the blind the the bread pudding you had. You're the blind man who's like touching the elephant's ear and like, yeah. oh, this is very, oh, this is nice and leathery. And I'm the blind guy <laughs> who was at the backside of the you elephant. Just, I think your finger in the asshole back there. I, yeah, exactly. And I'm all right. You know what? Yeah, and I'm, I could I could yes and that and go further, but it's already gone pretty far. Um, <laughs> look, I'm I I know that I maybe you're kind of salty about what I led you to believe bread pudding is, but let me posit that how like this bread pudding looks incredible. It looks absolutely phenomenal. I I feel sorry for all of you at home that you can't see the picture of the bread pudding Landon sent me. Um, oh, I put it on Instagram. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you uh, for doing that then. I'm just saying I'm sure it was great on its own but maybe the fact that I lowered your expectations ahead of time Mm. made it that much better Hmm? there might be something to that yeah there might be something to that yeah see exactly I should just shit talk everything that you are about to experience for the first time the problem <laughs> the problem is that you generally have experienced more things in life than I have so it's uh, it, it's its gonna be hard to do that mm. but I'll, I'll find things I'll find things
0: I mean you don't have to experience something to shit talk it what do you have to say about building a porch
1: I, I, I have it It sucks it's terrible uh, worst experience ever of all time don't do it I mean and that's I, and that's that's not me going out of my way to shit talk it that's my real genuine belief because I will never build a deck um, <laughs> but hey you know what now now go out there and prove me wrong and and when and when you when you finish that deck and when I come out to visit you let's sit on your deck and eat some bread pudding uh, that's perfect. We'll find some bread pudding here in
0: in Omaha, or where do I live? Yeah, where do, you, where do you live? I mean, I don't you, know anymore. There, if there's an Applebee's, there is some not, kind of bread pudding. We're not going to Applebee's. I don't. We'll I to, don't.
1: I don't want that either. We'll go to
0: a mom. We'll go to a mom and pop place and get some bread pudding here.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll just pull out the yellow pages. You know, uh, start calling places asking if they have bread pudding because that's that's the only way to find out in this in this workaday world of ours. Um. Man, right. well, folks, thanks Th- for thanks for coming out. It's it's always been great <laughs> recording the podcast. Uh, so our grunt count in those anecdotes was zero this week. <laughs> um, yes, half an hour
0: in, I'm ready to talk about the episode. Uh, those are just some essential updates I needed to get out before the show's over. Yeah, no. What we, about we need... how how would I update people to what
1: to ex- you know know what to expect with bread pudding once the show's over? I mean, you pull out the yellow pages and you start looking up our subscribers and calling them one by one and telling them your thoughts about bread pudding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I might do that. Okay, but yeah, you know what you should that's gonna that is one way to make sure that uh, fewer people subscribe to the podcast is the is the promise of an unexpected phone call from one of the podcast hosts? <laughs> hey, are you are you enjoying this parasocial relationship or we just talked to you well, what what if that went up a notch and then you had to actually respond to us and we said new stuff back? <laughs> and it's not even about the thing that you subscribed to the show for I mean, whatever people's reasoning for subscribing to the show, we're not we're not delivering on that, I think. I think a lot of people are under the impression that this is a Home Improvement podcast, TV show Home Improvement, and instead we talk about real Home Improvement and uh, various Midwestern desserts. Um, <laughs> Landon, this week on yeah. the TV series Home Improvement, though, could you yes. tell me what happened?
0: I can. Um, I, I have a feeling, and I'm going to apologize to you for this uh, beforehand, before we get to your titles, because... I I also think it's it's not going to be an all encompassing um, synopsis, but cool. Uh, okay. I, I do have a little something.
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, now is this you shit talking what you're about to do so that all of our expectations are a lot lower and then we'll be surprised at how great it is? <laughs> this this
0: synopsis is basically like croutons floating in soup.
1: Oh man, I actually that sounds a little <laughs> bit appetizing to me. So get, I my hopes are sky high. Everybody, mission failed, Landon. <laughs> This 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 synopsis is a little bit like being on the backside
0: of an elephant. Um, okay, here we go. Harry is selling the hardware store that he owns partially with Al. Mm. With no other bids, Tim offers to buy the place and run it with Al.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's it? That, you know... You should it, talk to, but I'm going to be honest, that is basically the amount of plot that we have yeah, in Yeah, let's talk about
0: Marty and, and his other brother, you know, there, there's other stuff in it that I feel like maybe your titles might touch on. Which, Truman, do you want to guess that title?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I have three options. First option, what's in store? Ooh. Yeah, love that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It, you know, it, it it's it it could be it could be a question about the future or it could just be a caveman standing outside Harry's hardware uh, wondering aloud about uh, what products are available. <clears throat> um next option, no hardware feelings. Okay. One more time. Defning, One more time. <laughs> One more no time. No hardware feelings. Okay. All right. Because uh-huh. You know, they have a lot of feelings about the
0: yeah, storm. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I okay, know. I get it. I, I, yeah,
1: no, I, right. it's a solid one. Yeah, okay, thank you. I, I really had to browbeat you into admitting it was solid. Um, lastly, <laughs> I, what can I say? I'm a sucker for ho-humming. Yeah. Uh. Lastly, two for Tucson. Ooh. Because, because they're moving to Tucson, which is in yeah. Arizona. You
0: were closer with your first... Or with your with your second title, your ho home mm. title. Um I wanna I wanna give you a shot at guessing it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. It's a play on a popular Chicago song. A sh- song, song by the band Chicago.
1: Yeah, 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 Okay. This this folks, the first band I ever saw in concert was Chicago, so I'm actually uniquely qualified to answer this question. Um <laughs> Oh man, it's it couldn't be beginnings. It's not does anybody know what time it is? It's close to your second title. It's close to my second title. Um uh it's probably hardware. Uh 25 or 6 to hardware. Um <laughs> I you know what? I could I could if if I was willing to edit out 20 minutes of me hemming and hawing and and listing the name of every chicago song i could pr- saturday in the hardware store <laughs> no but i am I'm, I'm really enjoying your guesses uh i mean make me hardware store um Ooh. <laughs> i mean well yeah you know okay make me smile maybe hardware makes me smile um no 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 um I don't know. Is it stuff from their new album? Is it you were you you the inspiration? Like you were the hardware inspiration? I don't know. Hardware Maybe just inspiration.
0: All yeah. right.
1: The title of this episode
0: is A Hard. Uh, I'm sorry. The title of this episode is A Hardware Habit to Break. Mm. Uh, it was directed or it premiered uh, March 30th, 1999, directed by Peter Bonners, and it was written by John Vandergrift. Truman,
1: how did you feel about this episode? Uh, I should have said a hardware's day's night. That would have been way better. Um, That's the Beatles, not Chicago. I know it's not. I know it's not Chicago. I mean, I should have done that as one of my initial guesses. Oh, got I, it, got it, got it. I was not confusing a hard day's night, a somewhat famous Beatles song, for a Chicago song. You, sh- you should have just called it hardware exclamation point. You know, like help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should I should have called it Hardware Volver or uh you know har- or or Hardgent Pepper's Lonely Hardware Club Store. I felt like this episode was mediocre and had weird pacing. Yet at the same time, I didn't think that my time was wasted because mm. it's at least kind of moving the needle on stuff. It's like, "Oh, yeah. the hardware store is going out of business." Like this this feels like a last few episodes of the of the series kind of show. Like they're yes. they're, you know, the the lights are going out, people are leaving the party, you know, last week we were dealing with the potential of losing Wilson's friendship. Now he's dealing with potentially losing the hardware store where he and his friends hang out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh what about you?
0: Uh you know, I, I for the most part, this is an enjoyable episode. Um, The, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mostly, my biggest note is kind of just reiterating what you said, that this is a, it, it feels like an end of the show episode. Um, Yeah. They're wrapping up some loose ends at the same time. You know, it almost feels like they're they're They want to leave that door open for that, that sequel sitcom or to Mm -hmm. keep it going somehow. Because uh, they, and we'll we'll get into it in the deep dive, but um, they, uh, you know, the once they decide to buy it, uh, they aren't. They go through ups and downs in, in terms of customers, and at a certain point, they're ready to throw in the towel. But then Jeff uh, steps in, um, yeah. Jeff being uh, Tim's older brother, yeah, uh, saying, you know, I I I wouldn't mind working here. And Marty's like, well, I you know, I would keep working here full time. We can handle the workload and. You know, it kind of turns into a, a family store by the end yeah. of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's that's the direction they would go in. You know, Marty is or is. Okay, Here, here's the alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Jill dies. Marty <laughs> and Tim are living together with the twins. Brad's probably going to move out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all work together with Jeff uh, at the hardware store with or without tool time still going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm just trying to think of, of whether the show would try to axe tool time in this alternate reality. Uh, And if so, how they, they do that because I could definitely see Tim Allen being like the, the me having a tool show bit is done. We've run out of stuff to do with it. Let's just have it be me running a hardware store. Because he can probably, like, the, him at the hardware store segments would basically become tool, like, th- that would be, like, they would explore the same kind of goofing around with tools stuff that they explore on Tool Time right now. You, you've got a former celebrity tool, it'd be like,
0: what if Bob Vila ran a, uh... Home improvement store, and mm. you know what kind of shenanigans you know people coming in to have him help with projects, and he you know lots of on location stuff. So you're oh, bouncing between the hardware store and you know someone's house.
1: It, it would it's it's basically Cheers in a hardware store. It is a workplace comedy. Yes. Every week, some new person has come in with some problem or thing going on. Uh, you know, two two lovers meet and they want to get married at the hardware store, or something like that. Oh. Oh man, was now, that a grunt? Here, <laughs> was that a genuine maybe. grunt in the wild? I might, I, I, I
0: <laughs> I dude bought a few some lumber out in the last year.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. I did, uh, and I grunted getting it out of the car, but mostly because I'm old, not because I was excited. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> here, oh no! Now, here's a here's an oh no that makes me so glad that they didn't do this, which is we would eventually have to see Tim. Taylor
1: back in the dating world. Oh, Oh God. Oh no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, God, that would be really harsh. Just kind of a parade of, of, you know, 29 year olds coming through beautiful 29 year old women and, uh, Tim and Marty comparing notes and, uh, Ooh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Glad we are in the current reality. Um, and, and and you know, and this episode, much like much like the the one with uh, where where Jill is having the hysterectomy, it, it is just more of the kind of like in case of moon disaster, that glimpse of a of a different reality <laughs> that uh, that didn't that didn't happen, but would have been very yeah. dark if it did. Uh, indeed. Um, okay. Well, uh, do you have anything
0: else personal reflections before we go? Uh, you
1: know what everything else I'll get into once we uh dive into the episode so should okay. we dive into the episode
0: <laughs> let's uh let's host a telethon to raise enough money to save the deep dive uh,
1: that okay wow that's that's both brief and also kind of the plot of the uh Muppet movie from 2011 so uh <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right yeah 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 you know yeah 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 it's- that's that. So that, uh, a little background for people who basically aren't me and my girlfriend. Every time the Muppets finish doing a song, they all nod at each other and kind of go, "Yeah, yeah." Like it's you all. Oh, if you if once you know to look for it, you can't unsee it. They yeah. always like nod and agree. Oh, that song was good. Yeah, yeah. That like was that. The, that was the take. That was the one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. This is good enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the so, Muppets versions of "I Got Blisters on My Fingers." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was Ringo. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Well, um, while I try to think of a Muppet parody of a Beatles album, I'm instead going to mention that the episode starts with the grunt creep vacuuming the desk at Harry's hardware and he gets sucked into the vacuum cleaner. The uh, album. Tim walks in and the, 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 okay. It ain't easy being the Green album. Uh, Everybody is in kind of a sad and dour mood at Harry's Hardware, and Tim wants to know why, and they eventually regretfully tell him that Harry has decided to sell the hardware store because Dolores' asthma is acting up and they need to move to Tucson. Uh, They all lament the fact that the hardware store is going to go away and get bought out by a nail salon. They cannot abide that. And uh, Al, you know, they they go after Al to try and buy the remaining 80% of the hardware store that he doesn't already own, but Al cannot. And um, the, yeah, the guys are all just really upset that their hardware store is going to go away. Okay, okay, let's dive in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I think we already it's did analyzing. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so just so b- so so, I feel like this happens every time. Like we we gotta in in the last like two episodes of this or whatever, we've got to figure out a way that that we can start the deep dive and then not just immediately have no idea what to say about it because. <laughs>
0: Well, okay, this first scene starts the kind of um, two sides of the coin humor here that I think is, some of it's really good and some of it's really eye-rolly. The whole idea that, you know, this thing is going to get bought by, the hardware store is going to get bought by a nail salon if Harry doesn't, you know, find another buyer. Um, Which, I have questions about that in and of itself. Just like, yeah, you you have a buyer, but... You want to discriminate and sell to someone else? (laughs) Like, yeah, it seems a little, I guess, I guess you have that discretion,
1: but that seems kind of gross. It's weird that you have a buyer all lined up. You're motivated to sell. You need to leave soon. But then you're still willing to kind of like fuck around with that. And also kind of later in the episode, enter into a situation where Tim can sort of, buy the store but yeah. then with like a backseize clause and then the nail salon can, can buy it later if Tim doesn't want like if I'm the owner of the nail salon I'm gonna be like fuck you dude like either sell it or don't yeah I, I don't know I mean I'm certainly not a lawyer uh, I don't know if you knew that but um... wait, really? <laughs> what, then, then, <laughs> wait then, why did I I'm sorry then why did I let you look over all those deeds and wills man I, I now, now I'm worried uh no now I own a lot of stuff um yeah. How do you think
0: I was able to buy a house? The the it seems like there's discrimination there. Yeah, it does. I it mean, does. He specifically doesn't want to sell to a nail salon, to a woman owned business.
1: And, and it's it, when this is revealed at the end of the at the end of the scene, you know, they're all they're all sitting there moping and he says, yeah, it's going to be bought by a nail salon. This place is going to be turned over to a bunch of women who just want to sit on their cans and yak all day. And then as soon as as soon as Marty says this, they all, uh, you know, they're all sitting down and they all immediately stand up and start walking around to try and uh, <laughs> try and uh, yeah. dispel the uh, the uh, parallel that they've created, which.
0: You know, yeah, we, I don't know I. I like that they, I don't know, just didn't leave it on that. But I also, I'm not super keen on on the joke. I kind of wish they had just, like, left the dead space so that the show is acknowledging it to the audience rather than the characters. It's kind of like a, um, a, a sort of joke that's kind of self-parody, but at the same time, they're like, well, I, I'm not, you know, I, we got we to gotta man up. There's still, like, a little toxic underbelly to it that's not great to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, d- it definitely, definitely don't love it. I just, I like, you know, this is, a th- again, we talked about this in the hysterectomy episode where Tim and Marty are both grousing about how picky women are about, about the tampons that, that they send their husbands to buy for them, and, and that it feels, it, that, that joke would have felt a little bit less cruel if it was then immediately followed by Tim and Marty grousing about how their wives never buy the right hot rod parts when they go out, like when, when, I'm not saying that the that the rampant kind of misogyny of some of these jokes is okay, but it hits a little softer when then it is immediately followed by the guys showing that they do the exact same thing but are too thick to understand that. Yeah, but know. they are,
0: but they're not too thick to understand that though, because that's the that, that's the part where I'm like, I guess true. If they if they were too thick to understand that and it just like lingered there, the camera like lingered on the dead space of them sitting around and like hit the point that way. Whatever, I don't want to drive a, a comedy bit
1: into the ground but well, um it just but well, th- this ep- this episode uh, also drives some comedy bits into the ground later on um <laughs> fair point so i do th- this... i do like i do like when uh <laughs> when tim walks
0: in and everyone knows but him and they don't want to tell him uh, <laughs> no one wants to break the news to him and when they do he just <laughs> In a nice bit of physical comedy. Tim just kind of like loses, <laughs> loses the the you know
1: weight in his knees and falls over. Yeah, yeah. He falls backwards into Marty's arms, which is. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's funny to see Tim do some something kind of that over the top because also I feel like so many of his so many of his bits are like him reacting to things angrily or with something brash and over the top. <laughs> Seeing yeah. him just like kind of l- go completely limp is uh, funny <laughs> and. Just... Uh... Almost vulnerable. I don't know. I don't know. He just topples over. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Al. Yes, let's talk. In fact, a lot about Al because I glossed over <laughs> okay. some ma- major revelations Asians that come out. Yeah, in this yeah. Scene.
0: Okay. Tell me. Tell me what you you
1: gleaned from this well so you know they as soon as it becomes clear that harry is selling and it becomes clear because he says i'm selling tim takes al aside and is like you own 20 percent of the store why don't you buy the rest and i was like i can't afford that and he says well your girlfriend is wildly rich why don't you have her buy it and he says well you know if i if i had her buy the store for me i'd feel like i was taking money for sexual favors and then t- tim is continuing <laughs> to press him on it even though this is very funny and uh, Al says, well, you know, actually, you know, things with Trudy are getting pretty serious, and there might be some major expenses coming up. And he basically says they're going to get married, and they'll they'll need the money for a wedding. Um, So that's huge for Al. Super happy for Al. Well, yeah. Spe- well, I,
0: I, I want to be very specific. He doesn't say a wedding. He says, I might have some changes coming up in my life. Mm. Don't tell Jill. He never specifically says wedding. He never specifically says baby. He never specifically says anything. Just there are some things coming up that uh, some unexpected expenses. So I was kind of curious what you thought those might be. Clearly your, your thoughts, Process seems to be on
1: wedding. I assumed it was a wedding, but also as a child-free person, I kind of never. I, I just never want to contemplate that someone is having a baby. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> even though I am very happy for all of my friends who have babies and that's wonderful. I just like that's never the place that I immediately go to because also also they're not even married. How could they have a baby when they're not married? That's not possible. Ooh um even though he did did just openly acknowledge that they're having sex um i don't know i mean did you did you assume that it was it was a baby uh no I mean, I, this is where
0: you know, kind of knowledge of where we're going betrays me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't really know one
1: way or the other. Well, I, I also know, I, I also know that it ends with Al getting married. I and truthfully, oh, there you go. The, the, the biggest shock that I had with this show was when he and Eileen decide not to get married in their wedding episode a few seasons <laughs> ago. Because I was like, wait, I thought they were going to keep dating the whole series and then get married at the end. Um but i guess honestly if they were if if there was an episode where they were getting i guess i figured that in that wedding episode they were going to call off the wedding and just postpone it until the end of the show it doesn't matter what i thought was happening we know what's happening now um <laughs> my like the big takeaway i have from all of this with al is that the writers just had to like They had to go to such great lengths to explain why Al and Trudy can't just buy the store. And they've really kind of written themselves into a corner with this one because, A, Al is already a part owner. And, B, Trudy is rich enough to just buy Al a Ferrari as a birthday gift. Spoiler alert, turns out to be
0: a Ferrari is more than the entire hardware store costs apparently
1: yes the 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 cost of the hardware store by the way when i heard when they say the number when they say that the hardware store costs eighty thousand dollars i just um i just i i don't know i i just looked out the window for a long time and and uh the sound of silence played in the background (laughs) i the the, the thought of a piece of property costing eighty thousand dollars yeah, I know. I was like, I certainly don't have
0: $80,000, but at the same time, I was like, well, maybe I'll go out and get me a couple hardware stores. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Become a, become a mogul. Hey, you know what? Make your own hardware store chain where they actually explain to you how to get your lumber. You'll put Menards hey. right out of business. Hell yeah. Um, although this episode, I guess, is sort of a cautionary tale of, of how stressful owning a hardware store can be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, it, it's just it, they they have to they have to like make so many kind of tortured explanations for for why Trudy, who is succession levels of rich, can't just buy this store. Now, I, I mean, she could, and they acknowledge that. Now, I, I
0: actually respect the explanation they give. Where, I mean, yes, Al makes a, a joke out of it, saying like he feels like he being he'd be paid for sex, but at the same time, you know, taking that part out of it, I do respect him for going, yeah, I don't want to do that, like, if I'm going to buy this thing, I want it to be on my own accord, something I own, I don't want, you know, they're not necessarily in a position, you know, they don't share accounts, you know, it'd be kind of taking advantage to some degree, or if it were me, I would feel like I was taking advantage, I personally would feel like I'd want to own the thing that I am, you know, investing in. Sure. Um, sure. So, I don't know, I respect him for not not going the the Trudy route.
1: I I no, and I I respect that too. And I I, you know, him wanting to to keep that kind of uh keep that level of independence. And you know, and we did see an episode about this earlier in the season where he returns the the car that she bought him as a gift. I just feel like with this Situation where the hardware store is incredibly important to him. It's something he really cares about. It's not just a lavish gift, but, like, I feel like there's a way that it could be worked out where it's, like, Trudy gives him a loan, a zero-interest loan or something, and I, I, I don't know. I get it. I understand it still creates a weird dynamic in a relationship, but also it's, like, Al cares about the hardware store so much and already is a part owner of it. It seems like... It seems just like, and also their relationship has gotten very serious and he basically acknowledges they're about to get married. And it's like, well, yeah, that's part of like being in a serious committed relationship is that your finances come together. And, and if one person has a lifelong dream that they want to accomplish and they need $80,000 to do it, my, my girlfriend listening to this and thinking, wait, what's he what's he setting me up for? <laughs> I, I, I Well, okay. I
0: mean, just bring this back to what he actually says, which is I might have some unexpected expenses in the future. Doesn't doesn't specify wedding. Maybe maybe he's got other plans beyond the hardware store and and tool time. Maybe maybe he's going somewhere. Maybe maybe they're going to start their own hardware store down in, you know, a different
1: down down the street. Yeah, okay, all right, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Maybe, hey, maybe she owns Tool Mart or whatever the big competitor is and he doesn't want to run afoul of her stock options. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, a lot, of, a lot of interesting just information sped by very quickly
1: yes. in that scene. Yes, And but fortunately, we slow jammed it real hard. We um, did. Do we want to move on to the next?
0: We do. We get... Um, As they talk about the nail salon, we get a a manicured hand coming into frame and and pulling us to the theme song.
1: Yes. Uh, So after the theme song, we come back to the Taylor house where uh, Brad is showing off a brochure for a spring break, Florida trip that he's trying to take with some of his buds. And he's showing this off to Mark. And, uh, you know, Brad isn't quite sure how he's going to convince uh, Tim and Jill to let him go along, but once Jill gets home, she very flatly tells him that, uh, he is not going to Florida under any circumstances, because she's learned about the trip from Brad's travel agent, who called her, um... (laughs) Tim comes in and explains about what's going on with the hardware store and uh, tries to uh, beg Jill to let him buy the store, and Jill insists that they can't do it, and so instead, Tim decides to throw a party uh, for a bunch of potential buyers to get them softened up and excited to buy the store. Uh, I am shocked that, uh,
0: and I guess I have to curb my own criticism at a, a certain point here, because I am shocked that he didn't just go out and buy it and tell Jill that he bought it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jill gets steamrolled pretty hard in this episode, but I guess I'm just impressed at how long it takes her to get steamrolled. I mean, yeah, and in an... maybe maybe the only reason he doesn't is because I'm pretty sure like four seasons ago we had the episode where... Harry is looking to take on a silent partner and Tim really wants to do it. And Jill forbid, like maybe it's because they already had a whole episode about this, that he feels like he can't just do it without even mentioning it. Uh,
0: well, I just, I mean, I, I don't feel like that would have stopped him with a car. No, Um, true. But, So I, just, I have to chalk it up to him, you know, learning a little I, bit,
1: you know, and and uh, an episode or two ago when I was saying, hey, maybe Tim is learning and getting better. You cautioned me not to uh, not to jump to that conclusion. But maybe finally, may, maybe maybe Lucy is finally going to let me kick that football. <laughs> maybe maybe let's not get to our head of ourselves. Yeah. um, I I want to call out something that begins in this scene and continues throughout mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, Brad is talking about his his planned Florida spring break trip, and he says it's going to be no parents, no chaperones, and no tops in the jacuzzi. This episode is horny. It's a horny, horny episode. We've had them before. This might be the last truly horny episode of the series. And, you know, other episodes that have been horny have been things like, you know— Uh, Tim is trying to take Al out and get him out on the dating scene and they meet those two women and the woman Mm -hmm. is obsessed with Tim's butt. Like, it makes sense because that episode's about dating. Or, you know, episodes where, like, Tim and Jill are, like, worried about their love life because they've both been so busy and they're trying to go to the hotel in Chicago. But, yeah, whatever. Like, those episodes were about sex. This episode is straightforwardly not about sex stuff, but it finds... It goes out of its way to be horny anyway. And... (laughs) I, I I think that's just interesting, and it feels like it feels like the same kind of energy as two episodes ago. Tim getting sexually aroused by a picture of a whale in an encyclopedia and taking it to his bedroom. I don't think it quite goes that far, but uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. It's it's pretty horny, um, and sometimes a kind of a gross way. Yes,
1: uh, gross, gross, and funny-ish. Um, <laughs> we... funny ish is really the way that I describe it as, as it goes on. And I'm not saying, yeah. not saying funny ish in terms of like, I'm offended, but more funny ish in terms of just, yeah, this is kind of, kind of, kind of a weak, horny joke. It's like it, they, 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 they thought of the horniness first and then they tried to work yeah. a joke in second. Well, I'm thinking more of uh Eddie who shows up a little bit later in the uh, next scene. Uh <laughs> there that's also where some horniness pops up but uh, it, we'll it's, get there in a second. They've diversified their horny portfolio. Their port <laughs> if you will. Um your their hornfolio. Um cornholio?
0: <laughs> no tip for my corn
1: Never mind. <laughs> well, you know, he needs to he needs to go to Harry's hardware to buy more TP for his bunghole. That's the that's the <laughs> th- that's the answer. Um, so I, I also I also uh, I think that this this scene is funny, though, because when when Tim comes in and explains that Harry is going to sell the hardware store, Jill's first reaction is just, oh, we're going to save a lot of money. And Mark just <laughs> chimes in and goes, hey, I can actually go to college. <laughs> great lines <laughs> yes yes perfect responses <laughs> oh my god and, and you know then then tim you know tim is chiding them for making light of this and talking about how you know that this awful trend of small businesses going you know going under and being replaced by big box stores and jill is agreeing and saying that her favorite little bookstore went out of business recently and then tim heckles her for never buying anything at the little bookstore and I mean I get that he buys a lot of tools but he also spends a lot of time at Harry's hardware without buying anything. Uh right. I don't know. But I guess that doesn't instinctively uh, that doesn't I guess that doesn't inherently lose Harry's hardware money if Tim is just occupying space in well, the store.
0: And I I hate to be on his side for this but you know just being a you know Z tier celebrity hanging out at a store that is about the thing that you're a celebrity for. Could probably draw business in. You no, know, that's
1: no. That's actually that's a good point. Okay, man. Tim would be so gratified to hear to hear someone make that argument. Oh yeah, just by standing in a place, I'm helping out the business. I know. I know. I, that's I'm a why mogul. I feel gross about it. Yeah.
0: Also, how much money does he spend there versus Binford?
1: Yeah, that's very true. Well, look, the money spends the same once it once it hits Harry's Hardware's account. Like it doesn't matter if it's off the <laughs> right. company card or uh, or Tim's card. Um, wow Harry really is living a charmed life i have to say like the, that your best customer is an idiot who will who is basically supplying his entire tool show off of um off of your little mom and pop hardware store it's it's a great it's a great <laughs> deal uh indeed
0: um where in this conversation between him and Jill do they get the idea for the party
1: it it just sort of comes out at the end you know once jill has pointed out that they have three kids who have to go to college so they cannot buy the store tim just kind of says like oh back when they i was have a- three kids wait a minute hold on hold on i gotta back this up wait, wait, wait. they have oh, three children no wait no wait i guess let's count the children in this episode <laughs> surely if there was another child they would be they would occasionally mention him <laughs> Or maybe he would have been notified that his mother was having emergency surgery, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. we hear from him every once in a while. Yeah, they maybe would have given him a tape recorder when he went off to some other country so that he could occasionally send fun little audio messages to kind of lighten the spirits Uh of the audience. No, okay. They have two kids who have to go to college. Um... But Tim Tim says that oh, when I was a tool salesman, what we used to do is we'd have a big party to soften up potential buyers. Lots of brown liquor and cigars and beautiful women, and it was a great time. Um, I don't totally understand the logic here. It, uh, I mean, it. it I don't. No, I do. I mean, I get softening up. Like, I, I, I get if you are like working for Binford, you have some clients who are considering a contract with binford and you take them out to you know a nice party or a steakhouse or mm-hmm. whatever and and yeah like that's that's basic sales but what they wind up doing is they just invite a bunch of people over for a party and get them drunk without explaining what's going on and it seems like well that's yeah, kind of a harder this is, sell this is exactly what you do when you want to sell timeshares i i mean but people know people know that they're in a timeshare presentation. Yeah, like many people will sign up for the timeshare presentation, believing that they won't get the timeshare just because they want to go and get drunk.
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, you, you do have some some context. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I see your point. You, you're I, probably not going to get a lot of bites if you don't tell people, and and it doesn't make any sense from your perspective either, because you might be inviting people who.
1: No, they aren't in a position to invest. I- exactly. You are you are spending your resources, your time and your money and your liquor and everything to fill up your house with people, many of whom may have ne- you're basically just giving a bunch of free booze to people who may have no interest in helping <laughs> so, you whatsoever. Because men don't go to therapy. This is the way that they can connect with their friends. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's it, it's either you go out you go out back and you stand by the fence or you cook up a harebrained <laughs> scheme to have a party. Um Anyway, we, we from that conversation, it, we get a bunch of
0: balloons transitioning us to the party. And yes. And continue your thought.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're at the party. It's just a bunch of, you know, bit players from the show who we know from the past are all there getting liquored up and, and partying. Yeah. Um, Dolores is there talking to Jill about her asthma while Harry is smoking a gigantic Hudsucker Proxy-sized cigar uh, <laughs> right next to her. Um, Eddie, the sleazy agent who briefly represented Al, is there. Uh, Rock of... Uh, uh, not,
0: mm-hmm. not, to, not to push my glasses up and correct you, but Eddie's the uh, car guy.
1: Oh, Eddie, Eddie the sleazy car guy. Okay, well, but then also Sparky, the other car guy, is there as well. Yeah, he's the guy that runs the... Um,
0: uh, car guy association that that gives him the the car guy
1: award every year. Yes, exactly. And they gave him the the replica of his head made out of cheese. Who could forget? He met the Cheese Brothers. Um, and then also there's now and Rock is there, correct? This is Rock of of K and B Construction. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> and S- and I I'm starting to suspect I know why he had left K and B. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seems seems like Rock. Rock is very drunk, and when, you know, Tim finally announces to the party, like, okay, I'm sure you're wondering why I actually called you all here, uh, Rock goes, hey, if you're organizing a secret militia, Tim, count me in. Um, And later, I know where we can get guns. Boy, uh, wow, yeah. Um, fu- I mean, funny, <laughs> honestly, like, I laughed, but also I kind of, like, cried a little bit inside. It's just, yeah. uh, you know a uh, finger on the pulse of what was going on in Michigan in the late 90s, I guess. <laughs> I mean, and to this day... and true. I mean, I, honestly, there was also a the Frasier episode where Niles gets into guns, like he starts going to the firing range a lot, and then he meets mm-hmm. a lot of... He, then he finds out that all his firing range friends are in a militia and they have to. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Like that that was really a thing on 90s sitcoms was accidentally joining a militia or the thought of that being, <laughs> you know, a thing you could do. Uh, That's
0: terrifying. And, uh, you know, I know it's cliche to say this now, but that would get you canceled today.
1: I actually think I would like to see that today. <laughs> What, what, like more, more, more comedies about people accidentally almost getting into a militia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? Hey, just the, the different absurd recruiting methods
0: that the militia <laughs> do to try to get people to join them.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, you know, what? let's uh, let's call Quinta Brunson and see if season three of Abbott Elementary can have an accidentally joining a militia subplot get in there. That could be that could be a fun fun little thing. <laughs> oh my god! Um, there's at least one character on there who'd probably be in for it. Um, so I I. I think that—I mentioned earlier that Jill gets steamrolled a lot in this episode, and this is, I think, yet another case of it. Jill has said, like, hey, it sucks that the store is getting—is going to get sold, but we can't buy it. And and Tim kind of reluctantly half agrees to this, but then says, well, let's have a party at our house where we invite a whole bunch of strangers and weirdos over and try and convince them to buy it. And Jill is— Okay with this. She's there being the good hostess. Harry is smoking a cigar inside her house. <laughs> yes. In front of her. And Jill thank is just you. like, this is normal. My children are here. This is this is the house that we will live in for years to come. <laughs> uh yeah, thank you. That
0: was disgusting. That alone is enough to throw anyone out of my house and my life,
1: maybe. I I, I, I mean that's enough to take someone to small claims court. Like you, you take you take one puff off of a Virginia Slim cigarette in my house. It's gonna fuck up the carpet and the drapes for a trillion years. A cigar, I I I, I just I just cannot. I I sim I simply cannot. Um, you simply cannot. I I simply refuse to. So I think she gets steamrolled there, and then also the fact that Eddie, the sleazy car guy, is there, and the whole. You know, here here we are back on the horny train, uh, horny police pulling up outside. He, the whole time he's leering at Jill and telling Tim how good Jill is looking. And Tim is suggesting to Jill that maybe she go over and flirt with Eddie to try and get him to, to buy. And Jill is kind of incredulously laughing this off. Like, Jill, Jill has just taken a lot of hits for someone who doesn't yes. even really want to be a part of any of this. And she's taken it in stride. Uh... Yeah,
0: no, I completely agree with you. No, no arguments there at all. Um, the Eddie's horniness is, is something else. Like there, it starts off real gross. Like Jill's just crossing the party, and then you know, slightly bends over to set some hors d'oeuvres down, and he's basically just like leaning back to get as much of a glimpse up her skirt as he can. It's so gross. Uh, and Tim seems to be totally fine with this. Uh, yeah but a little bit later uh when i can't remember exactly what what's being said but uh he was talking to jill uh over to the side after they he's agreed to actually invest in the store and um says something about Eddie and they do They the camera just kind of like pans to the left real quick or to the right. And Eddie's at the counter watching Jill and winks at her with the <sighs> longest wink in the world. Oh, very and
1: slow Lucille Bluth
0: wink. It was <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it made me rem- reminded me of Uh that for some reason, the length of the wink really made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's gross, but it it's yeah, just like rules of three and seven. Like I think it was about a seven minute wink <laughs> or seven seven second wink, and uh, just the the comedy timing of it really got me. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It. it I mean, it, it it's it's a weird it's a weirdly. It's a weirdly like sleazy party, just overall, that has been thrown yeah. in the Taylor's living room, and and all for the purposes of surprising people with the concept of buying Harry's hardware. Um, because ultimately, what happens is, you know, Tim announces to everybody, "Hey, they're selling Harry's. We want, you know, uh, who here wants to wants to buy the the store?" And nobody wants to. And then everyone starts heckling Tim for inviting them all to buy the store, but not buying it himself. And then they're challenging him and saying, you know, you, you don't want to, you're, you're, you know, you're too chicken to buy the store or something like that. And they, they say that he's afraid to put his money where his mouth is. So Tim then just impulsively says, okay, I'm going to buy the store. And, uh, <laughs>
0: Just immediately comes to,
1: succumbs to peer pressure. He immediately succumbs to peer pressure. He immediately does the thing that Jill insisted that he not do in front of Jill. Like, Jill is there watching him do the thing. And also, I feel like Jill probably agreed to having this party where people are going to smoke cigars in her house and leer at her ass, because that was a pressure release valve for Tim not committing to buying the store and and so right. she's gotten the worst of every world and she's still taking it really well. She's being remarkably cool.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I agreed. I got no notes on Jill. Yes. I, I don't know, do you, have, do you have more for this scene? No. Um I'm trying to think of the line that gives us the donut transition though. Dreaming. Oh, it's it's oh. one of my dreams or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, everyone. Everyone here. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is what everybody here is dreaming of. And then she looks over at at Eddie, who is who gives her the wink. And and Jill says, I don't think everybody here is dreaming of the same thing. And then we transition to a
0: donut into a dream cloud that's following Benny through the hardware store as he's going to get a donut.
1: <laughs> now, now, a that kind of reminds me of The Sims, where just a picture of whatever the <laughs> sim wants at that time appears in a thought bubble over their head. Um yes. And B, that reminds me of me all the time because I always want a donut.
0: <laughs> I had a donut on a road trip this weekend and it was tasty.
1: Oh, how, did, how did it stack up against the bread pudding? Oh, I mean, no no contest. I mean, one's a snack and one's a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one's a snack and one's a lifestyle. <laughs> uh, so So Jill is, you know, this is later at the party as things are winding down. Jill is... I guess mildly. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I I skipped ahead. I, oh, because the no. party
0: kind of goes through a commercial
1: break. So I I guess I guess it does. Yeah, but I don't know. We we mixed it all up. The the point is, yeah. Jill is uh, Jill is mildly annoyed at Tim for having committed to buy the buy the store, and and only now that Tim is committed to buying it, does he decide to ask how much it costs, and Harry tells him eighty thousand dollars, and Harry offers. The, to carry the loan, so Tim will have to make no down payment. He'll just pay month to month, and then if and make the monthly payments. And if Tim doesn't like running the store, then he'll just sell it to the nail salon, which again is just the weirdest business arrangement. And this nail salon is almost as chill as Jill is being about all of this. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, why, why, <laughs> why, why do this? <laughs> Why? I mean,
0: what other money does, I mean, listen, I, I'm not trying to make any, any commentary about waitress salaries, but I can't imagine that uh, Dolores has put away that much from tips over the years to live on in Arizona.
1: And and also, Dolores is there with Harry during this and is very encouraging of this whole setup and is, and, and wants this to happen, which, A, it's like, does not strike me as a Dolores move at all. And B, if I'm Dolores who literally like, I can't breathe here. I need to get to Arizona as soon as possible for the good of my health. I'm not going to be encouraging my husband to engage in some weird shell game relating to selling his business that might blow up in all of our faces. Right. Just sell it to a nail salon. Let's be done with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and and also, th- this is where the idea of Marty, uh, that they'd put Marty to work at the store, that comes up, because, hey, Marty's out yes, of work, right. we can give him a job there. Which, you know, that, I have to admit, I got kind of
0: excited, like, the I felt the pieces falling into place, I'm like, this harebrained scheme might just work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the Avengers are assembling, it's like, yeah, you know what, yeah, <laughs> Tim likes hardware, Marty needs a job, we've already got the store, Yeah. uh, So but that then takes us to the hardware store where uh, where Benny's thinking about a donut. And uh, I guess at this point it's implied that Tim has just gone ahead with this. Um, Both both Jill and Dolores giving this ridiculous scheme a a total pass, just being super, super cool about everything. (laughs) I guess so. Um, And uh, go go on with the synopsis. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Well, I mean, you know, we're at the hardware store. Marty is not great at his job because he's haggling with a customer who's talking about how the prices are much cheaper at Tool Mart, so Marty tells him to just go to Tool Mart, so that customer and several other customers all leave to go to Tool Mart. And uh, Tim and Al lament that they haven't had much luck uh, selling anything either, and Benny points out that probably the reason for a lot of Harry's success was that he was a known commodity, and people had a longstanding relationship with Harry, but now they're all shopping at uh, Tool Mart. And, uh, Wilson comes in and kind of, uh, backs this up and then, uh, then Tim suggests, or Tim comes up with the idea that they should try and get the word out that Tim is just as trustworthy as Harry mm. and, uh, that, uh, that leads to, that, okay, I, I just want to go right into this. Unless, okay. Okay. Well, so, I'm going to need you to to hold me
0: off of my Boomer soapbox for a minute. Okay. But. You, why, why don't you
1: start? I,
0: and I'm going to try to think about how to phrase my <laughs> my argument here. Okay.
1: So, w- Wilson says, listen, the problem, you know, Tim, you're plenty trustworthy, just people don't know that you're trustworthy yet. Tim says to Marty, we got to get the word out. And Marty enthusiastically says, yeah, well, we can make flyers and get on our bikes. And by the end of the day, we can plaster them up all over the neighborhood with this giddy childlike glee this this like little brother <laughs> excited to be in business with his big brother moment that is just fun and full of life and enthusiasm and, and in the, the simplicity and childishness of it is great and yes. Tim responds by going on a very angry like 30 second tirade about I don't know like oh gee gee willikers and then we can you know get the little rascals together and pull out our slingshots and ah, are you fucking great he doesn't say fucking but are you insane and and to which the audience just just goes into rapturous applause and laughter ripping up the seats and tearing out their hair with with love of the joke yeah <laughs> i i think william o'leary just like he did a really funny bit and the the bit could just end with Tim just looking at him in disbelief and saying or we could talk yeah. about it on my tool show and that would right. be funny but instead he just beats this comedy bit into the ground that would have been quite funny and um you know i think uh sometimes sometimes shouldn't beat things into the ground that's my that's my uh, belief i i
0: agree with you uh and we are in agreement. Gentlemen. Hey, let's beat that comedy bit into the ground. Talk <laughs> about your take... soapbox, Landon. I don't I don't want to get up on the soapbox. I'm trying to think of a
1: way to get to get the point out without being on top of the soapbox. Well, why don't we make some flyers? We'll get on our bikes, we can plaster okay. them up all over town and then people will know about your point. <laughs> Gee willikers, I can't wait. Um small businesses, won't you? Mhm. I've heard of them. <laughs> I every, every election season I'm told they're the backbone of our economy. Yeah, yet, um,
0: <laughs> there just seems to be a hypocrisy here, and I I don't know I, it's not part of the episode. Maybe I shouldn't make it a thing. I don't know, it, but I'm a little frustrated with it. Yeah, make uh, it a thing. May, I think you should make n-
1: it a thing. <laughs> make it a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: just they're always talking about the small businesses. Yet they're they're. Tim is arguing that people will pay a little bit more. To support a small business rather than you know and getting personal service rather than going across the street to the big mega mart and getting their stuff there for a cheaper price, Mm -hmm. and I don't think I mean a I'm not sure about that argument because I think the the big chains have learned to you know have the you know customer service that a small store can have it's more just a mindset of not supporting a huge corporation, which is, I think the exact mindset that Tim Taylor and other ilk of his generation speak about supporting mm-hmm. small businesses, Yeah, but are also like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really throw my mom under the bus here. Oh boy. Oh boy. Get ready. Everybody. <laughs> Get- my mom took the same position as Jill uh in this where she lamented and i'm going to use your word there Matt? she lamented uh our independent you know local town bookstore went out of business when borders came in mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when borders was became such an institution in our town when they went under my mom was distraught mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. like but but they they put out a business the independent bookstore that you also were upset about <laughs> yeah so there there's this idea of supporting the independent stores the the small mom and pop
1: shops uh but not actually doing it I mean now I I'm far be it for me to uh go against my co-host but I guess I do maybe want to play your mom's advocate for a second here maybe what she's distraught about isn't some like, Maybe what she really liked was being able to go to a bookstore. Her first choice is the local independent bookstore. That gets put out of business. Then there's Borders. Then Borders gets put out of business by Amazon. And then your mom is like, Well, I have to buy my books online. I would prefer to go well, to the yes. shop. Y-
0: y- yes, but at the same time, like it's it's not about the mom and pop of it. It's about the I like to go shop part mm-hmm. of it. And in that mindset, it's always about where do I get the best deal. Mm. And if I don't get the best deal at the mom and pop shop, I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to shop at Target. I'm going to shop at, you know, the the Lowe's across the street, the Menards, the Home Depot. Um, and, you know, so I just it feels like this is kind of bullshit. This argument about the mom and pop stuff and it, you know. It is, I think, equally annoying because it's still in all of our fucking elections and, and political speeches and stuff. And I, I just, it's,
1: yeah, I, I rings mean, hollow to me. I mean, look, I, I i don't I don't disagree with you. and I you know I would point out that that some of the people who are very strongly talking about small business and the importance of small business are the same people who are really psyched when a certain political party cuts the corporate tax rate by like fifteen percent and makes it <laughs> so Walmart and Amazon pay no federal income tax. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of disingenuous stuff there. I I would also just, you know, trying to trying to, you know, uh call myself out as well. I hate Amazon. Amazon sucks. They are totally shitty. And boy howdy, uh I ordered a new charger off of there and it arrived in about 18 hours. I did not uh however <laughs> go to like my local radio shack to get it because yeah. that would have required me to leave the house. So, I think it's the, it's that push pull between um people wanting to support local businesses, but then also people deep down just being lazy little cheapskates and just wanting the best of everything. <laughs> like, so I, I I totally agree with supporting small businesses and local businesses, but I'm also trying to think back to the last time I shopped at like a local business. And if you don't count the Ralphs in my neighborhood, which is owned by Kroger. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Mm, I guess I went to the gift card shop like maybe six months ago to buy a single gift card. And I actually found the experience really unpleasant. And I think since then I have gone to <laughs> Ralph's for my gift cards. Um, even though wait, I think they wait. cost more there. There's a gift card shop. Oh yes, there is. There is. I would...
0: You're not talking just like a kiosk in a mall.
1: No, it's it's a full on shop with a location in the strip mall near me. And I would say the name because it's funny, but then people would probably be able to figure out where I live, and I don't want that. But yeah, no, it's you. It's <laughs> basically it, the entire store is kind of just like gift cards and then other dumb gift card adjacent can bullshit. You, like, yeah, can you buy a greeting card to put the gift card in? Um. Oh no no no. no. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I said gift card shop. I mean a greeting card shop. Not yeah. It's not oh, just okay. It's not just a shop that sells like Steam and Amazon gift cards. That would was be say, that like would be ridiculous. Don't don't end caps at Target take care of that.
0: Uh, yeah. I've seen one in every Walgreens I've ever been in.
1: Y- yes. No. The 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 Ralphs has that plenty well covered. If you want a uh, Bass Pro Shops uh, gift card for your birthday, uh, I can get one the same time I'm getting my soy milk. Uh, no, this is a, this is just a greeting card shop. Uh, but okay. The card is a gift. When you get someone a greeting card, that is technically a gift. So I wasn't wrong to say it and no one should make fun of me. Go on. (laughs) No one will make fun of you.
0: The greeting cards are actually an interesting example of this because it is something that I go out of my way to buy at independent places and independent artists because you're only going to get the like, what are they? Uh, what's that brand Shoebox or, you know, um, w- there, there's like greeting card companies mm-hmm. that sell specifically to your your Kroger chains and yeah. your you know whatever, um, where buying from an independent store, you get much more unique cards. Yeah. Uh. Now that said, you know my dad doesn't necessarily appreciate artisan cards so i'm very selective at who i buy them for but i i do i don't mind putting spending extra money on an artisan card for someone that specifically enjoys those types of cards and i do i think that's an interesting item that i i would go out of my way to to buy at a mom and pop place rather than buying it in
1: bulk on amazon you no know, okay that is probably true i guess my my complaint with the with the greeting card shop in my neighborhood is that their selection of greeting cards really isn't that good. Like, I, I guess I have, I mean, <laughs> they have a lot of them, but just none of them really are, like, the kind of, the, the level of cleverness and uh, and uh, incisiveness that I would expect from a mom-and-pop uh, type artisan uh, okay. greeting card shop. So, uh, but, you know, you threw, but, your, but... you threw your mom under the bus, I'm throwing my local greeting card establishment Here's... under the bus here's the
0: good thing about mom and pop places is that you can actually go speak to the owner or give them suggestions and have your suggestion more likely considered than if you were trying to
1: throw a suggestion at Amazon. I, yeah, no, that's true. Your, your karen can be so much more powerful at a mom and pop shop. Have- it, it is so much easier <laughs> to speak to the manager uh, when you the don't person have who owns be- the store is there. You don't have to be a Karen about it. I, I feel like, I feel like, I, I i agree with you that there are ways to talk to a manager without being a Karen. however anytime even if it's even if it's to, to say a good thing about the service i just i feel like asking anyone to speak to their manager is um it's such a fraught thing now i i, I can't bring myself to do it
0: all right well i one thing i do i we are currently doing uh, they have what's called an any uh, midwest independent bookstore Roadmap. mm-hmm and we are, it has all of, like, North and South Dakota to Upper Peninsula of Michigan, down to Illinois, and, uh, all the way into Kansas, I think. Ooh. And um, they've listed all of the independent bookstores, uh, not the used bookstores, but new stores. Mm-hmm. And we're going around to each of them and uh, buying, uh, being able to support them and, and checking them off the list. And one of the things I do is I ask to speak to the owner or the manager. <laughs> uh and uh, I asked them specifically to recommend me a book that encapsulates how they think, um, the vibe of their store, basically.
1: Mm, mm, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I so I guess if you if you say, can I speak to your manager but with a smile on 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 your face and maybe and you know, and maybe if you even go so far as to explain because I'm looking for a book recommendation, maybe maybe then you don't get the same <laughs> the same skepticism. Yeah,
0: well, and then okay, so here's a story that I think can only come from a mom and pop place, which is I I was in Omaha recently, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and uh went to one of the bookstores there. Um, give me a second. The next chapter, okay, and uh, it was called the next chapter in Omaha, Nebraska. Again, not mm-hmm. sponsored. Yeah, but <laughs> the the owner there, when I I asked her for her recommendation, she. Immediately knew what she wanted to recommend me. Walked me over to the wall, picked up this book, and told me, um, that that uh, book selling and owning store uh, bookstores is a generational thing in her family. And she was recommending me this book because it's the last book she read with her father, who owned the store before she did.
1: Jesus, that's yeah. like beautiful, but also heavy. That makes you like that's. Uh, that's more than just a book. Well, right, I get a whole story with it, and that's
0: what I love about Mom and Pop. I'm not gonna walk into Barnes and Noble and have you know <laughs> have the teenage uh you know clerk on the the night shift
1: be able to give me a recommendation like that. <laughs> Wait, uh, would we say that Barnes and Noble has a night shift anymore? There's such such demand <laughs> for in person book ordering. It's like oh, I'm working the graveyard at Barnes <laughs> let and Noble. The, let the... Let me have my fantasies people 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 get off the night shift down at the coal plant and they're just desperate to come and get some funko pops and uh, you know an overpriced coffee and the the latest edition of some manga uh, oh my God okay look uh, points well made and also I'm just gonna say that maybe we're not sponsored by the Omaha Chamber of Commerce but God damn it we should be after this episode that that there town is go. going to see an economic resurgence because of us okay all right um. So do, do we have more from this scene, or do we want to move on? to I, How what's, what scene are we in? I don't even remember. I don't. I don't know, man. We're, we're in this. We're in the scene where where uh, Tim gets the idea to start promoting how uh, how trustworthy he is and how good of a businessman he is. Well, I don't know how oh, ethical yeah, yeah. a businessman he is running Harry's Hardware.
0: Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't have any thoughts about Tim, but uh, Marty. Um. Uh, I forgot that he is already working here. There's yeah. A... There's a brief moment when he was living there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that is true. Wow, he really, he really went from uh, he went from uh, tenant to employee at, at Harry's pretty quick. Yeah, um, he is a pretty bad salesman. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he. Another person comes in at one point and and uh, you know asks him about something, and Marty just says, "Oh, you can get that for cheaper at Tool Mart," and the guy walks out, and Marty just goes, "Man, I suck at this." To be fair, I did the same thing when I was working at Sam Goody. Uh,
0: <laughs> by the point that I was like ready to leave there, uh, whenever someone would come up and ask for a recommendation, I'd be like, "You can get that for ten bucks over at Target." I I feel like
1: your your personal guerrilla war against Sam Goody is just the stuff of legend. Like I feel like you are the reason they went out of business. Between <laughs> between you're actively hiding from your manager to not do work, or you're you're just just. Rampant, unchecked theft of movies <laughs> or, or driving away customers. Theft of movies? What are you talking about? I didn't oh, thieve any movies. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I think that was... I think that that's the same as that third Taylor child who I thought existed. I had it in my head that maybe... <laughs> y- y- I think you told me a story about some friend of yours who was, uh, yeah, thieving movies from Sam Goody, but you would never do that. I would never do that.
0: Yeah. I've never shoplifted once in my, Actually, that's not true. I shoplifted a... Um, an Oscar the Grouch vinyl figurine when I was like four years old from from
1: Kids RS. Okay, now to be fair though, Oscar would totally love that. That is totally his <laughs> shit. You are like, if if they if they caught you, the the manager, or some Willy Wonka esque figure would be like, no, you 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 deserve this Oscar figurine. You are its rightful owner now. <laughs>
0: I remember my mom was so mad uh, and I think embarrassed to have to go back and, and give the figure back. Um, but, you know, I was four years old. She was going to make me do it. And uh, I, like years later, I found the figurine like in the back of a cupboard. Wait, <laughs> she, she was she was too embarrassed to go so, back. So She took it.
1: it away from you, but then she <laughs> kept it. Uh, <laughs> do you think maybe your mom saw it and was like, "Oh man, that's such a fucking sweet Oscar that me green." Oh, it sucks that my kid gets to play with it. Uh, Landon, how dare you? I'm taking this back to the store. And then, <laughs> then every, every every night after you go to bed, she's just oh up there going like, "I love trash." <laughs> um.
0: Yes, I do. I'm gonna. That's. I'm gonna retroactively make that the memory. Okay. Good. You know, Okay. Alf Court uh, it adjourned.
1: Um. Yeah, Marty's a nothing bad else for that though. scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's let's go on to tool time, where we start with an accident uh, that
1: had just happened. Yep. Yep. They are extinguishing a radiator, and Tim says we did that to prove a point, and Al chimes in that even in the wrong hands, water is flammable, which is great. Uh. <laughs> And then they all, uh, Tim, Al, and Heidi, I'll run over and do a little ad for Harry's Hardware where uh, Tim announces that they will be renting uh, tool videos, instructional tool videos that Tim and Al have made for free and that also Tim and Al now have cell phones and will be available 24-7 to answer questions about uh, tool stuff and home improvement projects. Um, What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh,
0: they also... Unveil the video tool library.
1: Yes. Yes. That is uh yeah, they, they flip the <laughs> they flip the thing around and they've got all of the different uh videos. Yeah, how how poorly future proofed a business is this? Like our, our 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 small business is in danger of going under and being replaced by a big box store, so let's branch out into video rentals. Surely that won't go anyplace. <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't quite understand
0: how the videos are making the hardware store money unless they're selling them exclusively at the hardware store. Maybe they said that.
1: Well, no, I mean, they're renting them for free from the hardware store. They're they're just like, yeah,
0: Yeah, no, it's not. Why not make
1: them a purchasable purchasable item that is sold only at Harry's hardware or a rentable item sold only at rented only at Harry's hardware? Like, why not any of the above? Uh, uh, Why not? Hear me out. Why not? charge money in exchange for goods and services what do you think what do you think sharks (laughs) Hmm,
0: hmm, hmm, hmm. Um. okay where do we break this down uh do you want to do you want to touch on the fact that they are advertising a local hardware store uh despite being a regional
1: um cable show Uh, Like, what the fuck are people in Minneapolis going to be doing (laughs) with uh, this this information? They are going to be driving across state lines to get a box of nails and uh, Tim Taylor's phone number, I guess. I guess. Well, they have the phone number on the TV screen here. You're right. They Uh, gave that away for free, too. Do we want to talk
0: a little bit about when Tim took Al to task for advertising for Harry's hardware
1: on the show before, and now it doesn't matter? Uh, yeah, you know, well, look, there, there's there's a key difference there, which is that that was Al doing it, and now Tim is doing it. Now Tim is doing it. Yeah. See. Do we want to talk about, uh,
0: there's a... a quick shot where it says under new management, meet the experts, Mm -hmm. uh, Al, Tim and Marty, and their promotional photos of Al and Tim, which we've seen before on the show, uh, or at least in the promos for the show. But now there's a promo shot of Marty as if they had William O'Leary pose in the hardware store, the way that all those Al photos of him posing in the tool time set, uh, were used for promotion, obviously. Uh,
1: Thinking like this is an early promo shot that they were going to use for the next show. Oh shit! Yeah, these are more these are more artifacts from the uh, mm-hmm. from from like the kind of early uh, chemistry tests or something for how it yeah. would work. Shit! Yep. I uh, I I didn't even notice that William O'Leary had a photo up back there, but that is uh, uh, you know another fragment from another time. Yep. I I also I also love that they are like. You know, oh, we we've got we've got the experts. You know, Tim and Al, and also Tim's brother, recently unemployed, who by his own <laughs> admission absolutely sucks at working here. We are nonetheless going to publicize that this this guy who who hey viewers, maybe if you've come in, you've argued with this guy and been told to shop at a different store by this guy, expert. Yeah. I mean, he's an expert at losing business. So I'll give him that. I guess expert at something. Yeah. They, they just say meet the experts. They don't say expert at what. Yeah, he well he's he's an expert at driving business to Toolmart. He is he is a Toolmart mole. <laughs> um
0: there's one moment I kind of like here where they're they're going through this whole infomercial thing and you know Al is clearly, you know, perfect at it cuz it's Richard Carn. Yeah. And <laughs> Tim Tim has kind of a a hammy moment when they're talking about, uh, I think it's, it's uh, mentioning that you can get the videos for free Mm -hmm. and he he just goes, "What? what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that really cracked me up, and clearly the the outtake they couldn't keep a straight face.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's the sort of it's the sort of abandon that that uh, Tim was not able to pull off when he was lip syncing along to Greased Lightning. Right. But I guess I guess just one moment of being a total clown he can handle. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. So how do... I mean, right away this
0: phone thing goes off the rails.
1: Yes, I. I yeah they they start getting calls immediately while they're on camera indeed uh, Al gets one from his mom and just him answering the phone and saying uh, no mother like he starts to say something about how this won't interfere with bingo night but uh the laughter from the cl- crowd is already too much and it drowns it out so uh, so we, well, we we go from here into kind of a montage of just how this uh, phone thing isn't working out um. The, the overarching point I have to make is that the phone thing isn't working out because so many people are calling the phone number they saw on TV with genuine tool questions, not just prank calls asking if they've got Prince Albert in a can or whatever. Um, Seems like, I don't know, it just seems like that would be happening a lot, especially in the 90s, in the days of the Jerky Boys. You, you think it would be happening more? Uh. Yeah, I mean, why is Howard Stern not calling them? This seems like, I don't know, more drive time radio DJs would be absolutely blowing this stuff up.
0: Yeah, especially in Detroit at this time, the height of that. Yeah. And Jerky Boy era. You're right. Um, uh, Maybe they just decided not to show us it. You know, they did decide to show us Tim using a pencil as a rocket ship rather than any kind of, I don't know, Mark storyline of him. Being an intern on tool time, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I, I you know, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how you know, archaeologists have tracked the Paleozoic era, the Jurassic era, and then of course the Jerky Boys era, which uh, extended for for quite a long time, and we still find uh, fossils uh, to this day. Anyway, gonna let that joke breathe, uh, <laughs> in in and marinate in absolute silence. It's gotta air out a little bit. <laughs> uh, and speaking of a joke that's gotta air out, our first clip in the montage is we've got uh, Tim at home fielding lots and lots of calls on the phone, uh, while Tim and well, while Mark and Brad sit on the couch. And uh, uh, Brad's well, what, are, what are they doing over there? Uh well, uh, they're uh, they're they're watching TV, and they say, "Hey, Dad, movie just came on pay per view. Can we watch it?" And Tim is distracted on the phone and says, "Yeah, sure." And, uh, they turn it on and it's, uh, they, they, it's, it's Shakespeare in lust and they're talking about, what, and what, what is that Truman? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like a Skinamax type movie with, uh, you know, it's like a porno version of Shakespeare in love, but it's lust and like Queen Elizabeth is played by, I, I don't know, uh, some porno name actress, I don't know, busty, busty, chest face or something i don't know what (laughs) chest face that's great truman what a what a wonderful uh, aspiring comedy writer um and (laughs) so they're reacting to oh yeah they're watching this this sexy shakespeare in love parody and then jill comes home and is like tim why what are you letting them watch and uh tim then looks up from his phone and is staring at the screen and jill goes oh that that woman's wearing a leather thong and brad goes not anymore and tim goes guys I want you to turn this off as soon as you finish up this scene. Porny episode. (laughs) How many porns have you watched with your parents? I mean, I mean, not not that many. Like uh, only only probably a couple dozen, and only like tasteful (laughs) stuff, like behind the green door and and deep throat. You know the stuff they'd show in theaters. The stuff where you could you and your mom could go to church and you take her out to a porno show. Um, (laughs) dear God. You know, the yeah, the the eagerness with which Brad and Mark are like, let's view this erotic content with both of our parents in the room. <laughs> yeah. I mean to the point of they, they have so little
0: problem with it, it's almost like I I actually enjoy this more with them here.
1: It, it's it's all on some level it suggests a, a very beautiful thing where, like, in the Taylor House, people, they're so open and not fussy about sex that the kids don't feel awkward uh, exploring these things in front of their parents. But also, maybe that's not beautiful, as I say it out loud. Maybe, maybe... Maybe it's okay to look at porn, but you should do it in private and not, and certainly not around your parents. I don't know. I guess that's a hard line I'm gonna take. Call me a square. Call me a fuddy duddy. I don't fuddy duddy. I. <laughs> I think conversations
0: about it's probably good. I I don't know. I'm not the person to be talking about <laughs> sex shaming people.
1: So uh, let's not do it. Let's I, keep going. I I mean I, I just will say like that's the end. Of, that's the end of this bit, and it goes away. Like no reason, no reason at all. That like they just they. It's like someone thought up the term Shakespeare and lust, which isn't even really that funny, and they just had to write a <laughs> scene about it. <laughs> I. I just, I, I've, I've seen this in other things in like movies and stuff where a, there will be a character who is just watching porn so that they can make, a, like they can, so that the writer can go through their list of ideas and go like do all the funny porn parody names. Like, oh, I'm watching Forest Hump right now or something like that. And it's, uh, yeah, um, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, I've been watching porn this entire time. Well, I mean, I that wouldn't be wouldn't be the uh, wouldn't be the first time you've watched porn while we were recording uh, our podcast. I, I was just watching Grinding New- Nemo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was watching uh, 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 Booby Nights. No, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do a porno parody of the movie about porn? Which oh, okay, um, I'm sorry, Landon, I wasn't prepared. By Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, okay. Um I, uh, I dream of weenie. <laughs> did you find these online? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh 30 oceans 11 inches. <laughs> 30 rock hard penises. Uh um uh, All right, I think we we can wrap that bit up. Uh before we tap it. Uh I don't know. Uh Harry Linden, I guess. Uh not not as good. <laughs> oh not as good. All right. Um just can't <laughs> I knew it was a tricky tricky rabbit hole to go down. That's what she said. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, So back at tool time, uh, Tim introduces uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor, and uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor does not come out. Uh, Heidi introduces them a couple more times, and they don't come out. She tries to vamp, and then she runs backstage, and Tim and Al are both still on the phone trying to answer questions. Just so many questions on the phone. (laughs) Uh
0: yeah this this idea is really blown blown up get it I, it's a joke on phones blowing up the slang that you use when you talk about getting your phone ringing
1: it's it's like it's like you didn't <laughs> write a deep dive intro but it's just it's just if for something that's totally do to, we didn't just expect normal, you to have a bit <laughs> just a normal joke uh. I, you know, no one could have seen this coming, though. Nobody could have thought that saying we're available to answer questions on our cell phones twenty four seven would result in this happening. So then we go from that. Unless you have any any you know pearls of wisdom about this particularly short scene with Tim and Al being too busy to host the show,
0: uh, I do, but I'm gonna keep them to myself.
1: Oh wow, okay. Well, now suddenly I want to know them all that much more. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Um. Well, then we cut to uh, Tim lying in bed, and Jill comes out of the bathroom in a red nighty with a rose clutched in her teeth. Um, Horny episode. Uh, (laughs) And also, just horny in such a 90s way? Okay, well, we'll get into it. The point is, uh, they're trying to uh, make some whoopee, but somebody calls with a bunch of questions about a blocked toilet requiring uh, a very gross description, and uh, Jill is no longer in the mood and points out to Tim that this is actually a really dumb idea, because even though they're getting more customers with this, it means Tim has to work harder, and it's ruining their lives. And I now take you to grunt work work. Can you believe that Truman just said, make some whoopee? I mean, can you believe that? It, 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 I can't the, believe that. It, it's really not out of character for me. I say lament no, it's all not. the time. I, I, I've used the term getting the vapors. Making whoopee yeah. is... That's actually a normal thing for me to say. Now, the real question is: Have you ever lamented getting the vapors over making Whoopi? Uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't. I, I sadly have not made enough Whoopi in my life to get the vapors <laughs> over it. Um, maybe that's too personal to confess on the on this episode. Maybe, maybe our episode is getting too horny now. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, let's continue. Yeah. What? Um. Yeah. What? Okay. So, this scene.
0: Um. I, Okay, I'm of a couple minds. One, yeah. it's not explicit, but it is a nice follow up to the idea that uh, Jill's mom said your sex drive is even more so once yeah. you're in menopause. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. I do also, like that. though on the on the flip side of that, Jill is literally as you've made the point many times on this episode, kind of fucked over. <laughs> Every single way you can imagine yeah. by Tim's decisions here. Why I, I can't imagine I would be in the mood to want to make whoopee.
1: Yes, whoopee. Uh y- yeah, wouldn't be in the mood to make whoopee, let alone to do it. it you know, to go to a flower shop, get a rose, and put on something sexy and dance <laughs> right, around with it. Right. Like everything about. Everything about Jill coming out of the bathroom with a rose clutched in her teeth is such a kind of '90s ABC show. Like, hey, this is yeah, they're g- they're gonna have sex. This is what this is what having special sex looks like. <laughs> Nothing hotter than a rose clutched in teeth. Um, also, when Jill comes out with the rose in her teeth, we get the saddest, most anemic, half-hearted woo from like two <laughs> audience members. <laughs> that that was. That was me, calling through time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it sounded it sounded so distant because you are so far away. Exactly, but, but it's just like I, both I f- temporal and spatial. Yes, yes, and I feel and I feel bad for Patricia Richardson that you were the only kind of moral support she had in that moment, putting herself out there, and like, <laughs> n- you know, T- Topanga walks in on Boy Meets World or whatever, and everyone goes woo. And here, here's Patricia Richardson with, you know, in in a sexy nighty, rose in her teeth, specifically doing a bit that is meant to elicit a woo. It just gets kind of woo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Deafening silence. You could hear a pin drop. And I, I think she deserved better than that. I agreed. That's why I wooed. Um, uh, you've got wooed. Um, also, <laughs> uh, also, also, she also deserves better than Tim's comment, which is. Looks like somebody's ready to come over to daddy. Um, gross. S- such a horny episode. <laughs>
0: Just, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to I'm trying to make anyone feel bad. Uh, the, the daddy talk has never
1: never quite worked for me, but yeah, I love it. I think it's I think it's great and it rules and it doesn't reinforce any <laughs> gross weird stuff. Um as long as it's consensual, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know what? Sure, fine. Do it consensually. Don't do it on your TV show. Don't don't let me hear it. Um. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. What, what else? What else have we got here? What, what else? I got nothing else for this scene. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rose in teeth, and we twirl back out of the scene. Uh. So Tim goes into work the next day and tells Marty that he's going to sell to the nail salon. He just can't handle it. But Tim's older brother, Jeff, is there taking a look at the books and uh, tells them that last week was actually their best week all year. And uh, Tim says, well, yeah, that's because we've been doing the phone hotline that's killing us. And Jeff suggests, well, why don't you just keep owning the store but not do this dumb tip hotline thing? And Jeff offers to <laughs> invest as a partner, and Marty can keep working there. And the three brothers all get kind of excited about the idea of being in business together. And moreover, they get excited about the idea of being in business and being able to torment Al. So, it's great. Okay.
0: All right. First question right out the gate. Based on the business arrangement,
1: is it Tim's store to sell? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. Is it like he's just going (laughs) to tell Harry that that he can sell the store or, or what?
0: Yeah, I, I, my understanding was they make the money he pays it back over time that clearly Harry is still the f- fiscal owner of the store at the very least, and it would be his decision to sell to the, the nail salon. Also,
1: nail salon, go find another place. That the, the, these fuckers are drawing, you know, dragging you along. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, is this really the best location in all of Royal Oak for your nail salon? Right. Um... Okay, so there, there's that side of it.
0: I, I did, I have to admit, I did get a little, my heart was warmed a tiny bit by the idea of, oh, man, the brothers, the, the Taylor brothers, they're all yeah. coming together, finally. They've all, you know, through this entire series, we've seen Tim, you know, bitch and complain about Jeff's mooching. Uh, the son also mooches, his yeah. whole friggin' el- uh, episode title. Um, Marty having his his, you know, ebbs and flows, mostly ebbs. Yeah, or is it flows. Which is the I, I think, what happens if you're
1: ebbing and what happens if you're flowing? Uh, I I don't know. This might be this might be a question that could have been answered on the hysterectomy episode. I think. Um, I <laughs> I only know flows in terms of hip hop. Uh, well, and and yours is impeccable. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, I I I, th- I do think that yeah, th- this is this gives the promise of something kind of beautiful because it is this sort of running bit that Tim's brothers are both huge fuck-ups who just cannot get their shit together, and the idea that the one thing that can... Like, that, like this store will kind of rescue both of Tim's brothers, and and they in turn will rescue Tim by helping to keep the store afloat is kind of a cool thing. And look, maybe yeah. the next six or so episodes we'll uh, see that play out.
0: Well, okay, so I'm glad you, you mentioned that, because... That's basically the episode. We have one more stinger here we'll get to in a second, but we don't end this episode with him selling it. We don't end it with, you know, the the hardware store going away. I mean, we kind of end it with, hey, the Taylor brothers own this hardware store now.
1: Yeah, it's, you you know, it's a situation where you spend a whole lot of the plot setting up something cool and interesting, and then right when it's about to get underway, uh, it ends uh, apropos of nothing, uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse in theaters now. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it, it, I did, I didn't feel very much like I was just kind of sailing off a cliff there where it's like, okay, well I, to be continued uh, previously on tool time. What, what happens next? I, guess,
0: I know. I know. Uh, and also, I mean, I guess I can't a hundred percent speak to this cause we, we do still have seven episodes left, six episodes left. Um,
1: I I love that I Goodbye. love that we that a running bit now is we have no idea how many episodes we have left. I, like it's just the fact that I can't count. The, the, the <laughs> ne- that's all it comes down to. The next episode might be the season, the series finale. We don't. We will be completely surprised when it comes. <laughs> um, I guess that's a wrap on Harry and Dolores. I know, like kind of a sad send off. I I mean they've got to come back for the finale, right? They come to Al's wedding? I don't don't know. Do they come back from Tucson? For what? It would be insane. It would really be... But it's also kind of insane for them to, uh, I don't know, carry the loan for Tim and potentially lose (laughs) their buyer and imperil their ability to have seed capital to buy a house in Tucson with. So it wouldn't be the weirdest thing they've done.
0: Well, fair point. Uh, I mean, the... I mean, even if they do come back, though, it's like this was the the Harry episode. Um, If they come back, it's going to be as like just a a one line guest spot uh, in somebody else's story. Mm -hmm. So like that also won't be a great send off. Yeah. Although this, this show, as we've seen, is
1: not good at doing send-offs. I, I mean, at least this show, at least this episode acknowledged that they are going away rather than just having them disappear like Willow or Marty's Twins. <laughs> or a potentially third child,
0: I guess that they said oh, in this
1: episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, some something about something about another kid. Well, there is that shadowy figure who we see standing next to Brad and Mark in the opening credits. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like a three men and a baby like ghost in the in the background thing. <laughs>
0: um okay we're getting a little too close to my my real life nightmares every night of
1: my life uh let's go you have anything else with that scene uh otherwise should we go to the singer no let, let's go to the stinger i'm sorry that i took you close to your real life nightmares that's uh that's what this podcast is all about <laughs> all right
0: the stinger is brad coming downstairs trying to convince jill to let him go to spring break uh and he's Saying, you know, we've already, you know, all these other parents are, they agree with you. So we already have five chaperones. The boys and the girls are going to be staying in completely different floors of the hotel. Uh, we're never going to be apart. We're never going to have time together. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And Mark just says, well, then why do you even want to go? And Brad's like, I'm not sure I do anymore. <laughs>
1: I kind of like it. I kind of that just because it's a very Brad thing of like not having reasoned all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, And I think that was.
0: Uh, I, I think that was a good synopsis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was too. I think you did a great job. I'm. I'm. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, it I'm pr- the only I'm, one I did. I'm proud to have heard it. Yeah. I know. I kind of. I mean. I've been, been kind of steamrolling you on the synopses. I'm sorry about that. No. No worries. Uh. You know I don't pay attention to the story plots. <laughs> that, I mean, that's kind of why I've been steamrolling you on them. To be fair, um, but you know I don't pay attention to background details. So I think again, right as we come around to the end of the show, we're realizing why we're a good duo. Uh, indeed, we get uh, three bloops. The uh, the
0: Heidi doing the fire extinguisher on the the on fire radiator. Tim yeah. going bruh, bruh.
1: Uh
0: not a grunt that almost that
1: almost sounded like a new type of grunt yeah (laughs) we're right at the end (laughs) i mean yeah you know you speculated that maybe he would invent a new type of grunt and i said no he wouldn't do that but here we are here we are it was very close hoisted again edged on that one um horny (laughs)
0: and then a couple of uh a couple of uh flubbed lines in the hardware store um and that brings us to Wind Dancer, Touchstone, and Buena Vista Entertainment. Um, or inter- International. I'm sorry. Ooh, ugh, shame. At the end of
1: the episode,
0: should we go into.
1: Character Actor Corner. Oh, man. Uh, a theme song representative of our flagging energy. Yes. Character Actor Corner. Who have we got? <laughs> what were Who they we on? Got? We Let's find out. One... <laughs> One character actor this week. Uh,
0: He is the customer who who is arguing with Marty uh, and is told to go buy it for cheaper across the street. Bad move. He, let me see, the character uh, is given a name, Mr. Cobb. Mr. Cobb? For some fucking reason. Uh, His first uh, appearance is in 1986 on a TV series called Sledgehammer. With an Ooh. exclamation point. Okay. And I definitely want to see Oh my god. Oh no no, I'm sorry. For half a second, Dan Rash, which you might remember from Bigfoot, an unforgettable encounter as the bad guy. Oh yes, of course. The the, the yeah. owner of the Bigfoot escrow account. Exactly. Uh he's wearing sunglasses here and for half a second he looked like Pat Sajak. Ooh. Um let's see what else has he been in the uh Ethan Embry Ed O'Neill movie Dutch. Mm. He was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Seinfeld. Um, he was in the movie Disclosure, playing John Levin. Mm. He. Uh, what else? What else has he been in? Desperate Housewives. How about a little bit of that? Remember Eli that? Stone? Oh, how could I forget Eli Stone? I never
1: watched Desperate Housewives. <laughs>
0: Uh, csi mm. he was in beverly hills chihuahua too he played george liberace in Be- uh, behind the candelabra
1: wow george 54-
0: liberace i'm assuming that's liberace's father no oh, i guess that would make sense yeah um with 54 credits were any of them outside of the ones that i've already said er i'm gonna
1: say no they were not er now what leads you to that answer um, he doesn't really seem to have done a lot of other prestige primetime time TV. You know, he's done a lot of movie maybe stuff. Maybe I just but didn't mention them. Maybe you didn't mention them. You're right. I didn't really ask the questions, I suppose. So, <laughs> I think the real reason, Landon, is that I am so desperate to find anything that makes me feel something that I'm willing to just walk <laughs> on the wild side and uh, oh, wow. make these guesses blindly. Because it makes me wow. feel alive. And in fact, it's the only thing okay. left that does. Uh, He was
0: on an episode of NCIS. Uh Uh-oh. That's primetime TV. How about Lucifer
1: and 911? Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. And yet, you're not telling me about ER. He he, he was on an episode of Happy Endings. This seems Uh, like... He was on Torchwood, Sons of Anarchy. Seems like you didn't look up if he was on ER, and you're kind of vamping to try and figure out if he was on ER. Everybody hates Chris. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, we do. We do hate Chris, especially Will Smith. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. It's finally. Uh, it, it's finally. Uh, the, the statute of limitations has ended. It's not cringe to make jokes about that anymore. Okay. <laughs> he was not on an episode of ER. Woo! Great. Good. See, this it made it all worthwhile. I'm just. I'm. I'm out on the trapeze without a net. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. Well,
0: we have two more things that we do here. One is uh, that was good. You didn't even
1: think about that. You wow. just went into it. That's what I'm saying. You got to be instinctual about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to you got to just let loose with your Iron John, and that's not it's a not that, about not a porn thing. It's not <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not about using your head. It's about using your gut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You got you got to support from your diaphragm. You know. Um. Yeah, now, no, I... I know. I've been I've
0: been good over the last couple episodes of tracking them, and uh, I think you've been I, great. I've not only had an answer, but I've been confident in that answer. This week, I have an answer, but I'm not confident in it Uh-oh. because my answer's zero. And the only reason I'm not confident in that is that how it's hard to be confident in something you didn't count. So I'm only going off of well, I don't remember hearing any grunts. Um, and I watched this episode two days ago as opposed to yesterday or today. So I could be a little off on that. So mm-hmm. my answer is zero, but I have about 50% confidence in it. Wow,
1: 50% confidence. Well, uh, uh That's the theme song for you being correct. Uh, there were no grunts in this episode. Uh yet another episode where at the end I'm scrolling back through my notes and I see the word's grunt count with a colon and nothing after them and realize, "Oh yeah, I I guess if I'd heard any grunts I would have written them down, but there are there are none to be none to be heard." How did it feel to do do a little voice music? It honestly was kind of cool. I kind of <laughs> liked it. I think our last episode 3 hours nothing but nothing but mouth sounds, just nothing but okay. mouth music. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that's what people are, are crying out for. Yeah. They're they're crying uh, out for us to stop our, it. That's our It's <laughs> our next project. It's just a, an album of mouth noises. Oh man, it's it's going to it's going to be uh it's going to be so great. Uh step aside the Beatles with all of your various albums that we were making jokes about like 2 hours ago. It's mm-hmm. nothing but mouth sounds. Truman, what did we learn from this episode? Uh we learned that uh don't give out your phone number on tv and expect good things to happen because it won't it simply won't uh what did you learn um i was gonna say don't watch porn with your parents (laughs) if you have to learn that at at (laughs) your age uh i that opens up a whole lot of other questions about how you've been living your life (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> right well in if... order to
1: not face further scrutiny i think i'm gonna absolve myself from this one uh i i i also love that you that you would you learn that lesson from a home improvement episode not any personal experience that's uh <laughs> yeah hey hey mom yeah it's landon uh look about all that porn that i've been watching with you and dad i think it's not a good idea <laughs> gross i know i'm sorry um uh okay well i guess on that note Keep listening to our podcast, folks. It's almost over. <laughs> Grunt work is made possible. I don't know
0: why, but it is by our patrons. If you want to help support this show, help us see us through to the end and transition into the next show, Ooh. you can do so by supporting us over at patreon.com gruntworkpod And what do you get for only a dollar? I mean, you could do more than a dollar, but yeah. for as little as a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could just get you know uh, the the pride of knowing you're you're helping us out. Yeah, that's the uh, most but important thing. Y- you can also get a bunch of a uh, bunch of nonsense in the Ooh. form of thirty
1: minute episodes of Gruntwork Nights. Uh, unlike unlike this show, which is very by the book, straight laced, all facts to the point. Our other show is nonsense. Yes. Uh and there's over
0: 200 of those waiting for you uh for just just a dollar a month. Just a buck. Just a dollar a month and you can save your boredom by listening to 30 minute segments so why am I doing the hard hard sell on this? I don't know. Yeah. Uh show's almost you can, over. <laughs> you can wherever you listen to uh podcasts, you, you can leave us a rating or review that helps other people find the show um and I know we're at the end but for posterity your your work still helps and it does people finding this show will help us in our next project so uh it's it's still we're going to be saying it to the end yeah do it go go do it i know you you aren't doing it yeah but but i'm going to keep saying to do it yeah and i can tell that you're not doing it because i can see when people are leaving us ratings and reviews And it's, it's not happening that often.
1: This is this is true. This is true. Us us just asking at the end of the episode, perhaps at the point when people hear us launch into this ending spiel and just turn off the podcast. Maybe that maybe we maybe we need to ask people to l- like and subscribe up front. Maybe that maybe that's what we'll do with our next podcast. Then we'll just stop immediately. Well, I mean, that might be a public service too. People just Okay, uh, you know, get get out early. Uh join us on Instagram so you can see my
0: my Instagram stories of uh, building a deck, Woo. building a porch. I'll be. It's there. not really a deck. <laughs> Any, uh, can be. That's there. Um, and you can do that over at Gruntwork Pod. Uh, and I I hit them all. No, the website, which yeah. is www.gruntworkpodcast.com <laughs> where you can find other information on today's episode, all of our episodes. Um, you can do that over there. And I am going to end this episode by saying until next week when we bring you season eight, episode 22 of 27. You do the math. Uh,
1: I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, if your wife says you're not allowed to buy the hardware store, just keep asking and eventually just buy it anyway.